0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Brown Boy Haircut. For some reason, I found myself ready to jump into the deep end with the very second topic on this show, and that is uh, being extremely shy while also having to be a performer. I think it's time I come clean. I'm shy. (laughs) On the inside, I am shy. On some nights, I find myself able to project Persona of bravado and machismo and dominance, assertion on stage. Because I feel like it's in keeping with the persona, with the hip-hop persona, but more recently, I've been feeling like I just want to be myself, even on stage. So if that means a bit of awkwardness, a little bit of honesty about how I'm feeling that night, that's just how I go. I I do think candor is extremely important. And... uh, I feel as though the only way you're truly going to connect with an audience is if you're authentic. And if that means being yourself, even if it doesn't fit into what you feel is expected of the genre on stage, well, then that's just it. I think it's worth it. I did my first couple shows when I was 17, the very first couple shows, um, and I did them in... Deutschland. I did them in Germany, my very first open mics in front of people where I was performing as myself in a sense, where I was singing and playing an instrument and I was the center of attention. Before that, I'd done years of shows, but uh, in the capacity of a lead guitarist in church. So that's like you stand on the side, you play a couple notes every now and then. ding And it's always four notes with like a shit ton of reverb and delay on them. And you do that, you stand on the side of the stage, you do that, people come in with the verse, and then you try not to look awkward until it's time for you to play your lick again. That's basically the brief, being a church lead guitarist. Unless you're like Mr. Confidence and you're waving at people and smiling and shit. Like I knew a couple of dudes like that in the church. I knew one guy like that. Shout out my man, he knows who he is. But outside of him, <laughs> all of us were kind of afraid. be there because no one explains to you that what you are doing on stage what the concept is is you you stand on an elevated platform where everyone can see you and then they they see you they look at you for 45 minutes and it's your job to keep them engaged that's the brief no one says anything they just put you on stage and they're like yeah it's gonna be sick dude everyone's gonna think you're so cool bro guitarist right women love that Yeah, they do. They like it if you're cool. (laughs) But if you're awkward, trust me, everybody notices. It took me a solid two or three years of nervous bowels before I calmed down enough to enjoy myself on stage. Two or three years. It's a pretty damn long time, all right? When I say nervous bowels, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not saying that I felt a little rumble down in my abdomen. I mean, I was booking it to the wash closet Thrice on Sunday mornings. Thrice, okay? I don't even know where it was coming from. How was there that much? I wasn't eating that much. It just made itself apparent every 25 minutes. People on the rest of the band or worship team, as they're called by the inner circle, definitely had concerns about me. Probably valid. Okay, there was this one girl on the team that I liked. Okay, I thought she was mad cute. I can't be specific about any of these names, so I'm trying to come up with code. But she had like this animal type name. Now, those who know, they know, but <laughs> that's such a weird way of saying it. Um, but I know that after one Sunday that I ran to the bathroom thrice, she definitely thought there was something up with me. Like, that I was a bit weird. Do you know what I mean? I'm fairly sure she thought I was a bit strange before that, but it was a whole new level of apprehension after that one Sunday. Anyways, I'm digressing again. Um, it took me three years to get comfortable. And then, after that, is when I began singing in front of people. And to be honest, I feel like the singing makes it less frightening because you have something to do. You have something to put your expression into. You have something to put your attitude into what you're feeling that day the the emotional baggage from the week you have something to channel it into you can literally yell you can sing you can do falsetto you can do whatever you need to to make it feel good and I find that a good stank face always helps a meal make it helps make it feel real do you know what I mean the expressions carry it through as well so just get into it that's what I found is the greatest deterrent to feeling afraid on stage especially when you get a chance to truly express yourself You're doing more than just playing an instrument. It takes skill to not let your face get a bit, or at least for me, it takes skill if I'm just playing guitar, not to start looking either sad or just a bit shy. And I'm not sad. It's just that I don't like making eye contact with people when I have nothing to tell them or sing to them. Now it's cool because I just make faces because I just don't care what people think anymore. That's also a, a massive Massive catalyst to enjoying yourself on stage. is just not caring People are too self-centered to really give a fuck about what your face is doing. That's the newsflash. People need to understand that Yet again, it's another expletive. I'm putting this disclaimer in for the final time. If you're a child, I Politely request you To make yourself scarce Don't stick around. I will feel bad for swearing in your ear, okay? Anyway, um, a great catalyst to being yourself on stage and being calm, I found, is just relaxing. And the best way to serve the audience is to not care about what they think, as counterintuitive as that may sound. I grew up very, very polite and constantly afraid of crossing boundaries with anyone, constantly afraid of, uh, and I don't mean that romantically, I mean that with anyone. I, I I was aware of their space, I was aware of Anything that they needed to be comfortable, and I was hyper aware of that growing up. I don't know; it's it's manners were, were drilled pretty pretty deep into my psyche growing up, and I'm I'm grateful for that. But the counterintuitive revelation that will 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 speed you up on your journey to being comfortable on stage and, and expressing yourself in front of people. Is that you're not supposed to be thinking about what they think. At least not while you're doing what you're doing. At least not while you're expressing. Not while you're doing the art. Not, not while you're singing, playing the guitar. Any of that stuff. Just chill out. Enjoy yourself. You're doing this shit because you like it. I had to remind myself of that a good few times. Um, in order to understand that that was the truth. It's now gotten to a point where I will get on stage with just a DJ. And I'll still have fun. I personally personally am frankly not particularly bothered about what everyone's assessment is of me when I'm performing because I'm doing this because I like it and it came out of my brain and I get to sing and rap and play instruments and, and, and I enjoy that and I personally am worried enough about my own excellence in what I do that I know I don't need to be concerned about other people's concern regarding that if that makes any sense. The shyness has largely gone, because I think as you get a little bit older, you understand this this foundational tenet of life is that people really just don't think about you that much. Kind of hurts to hear the first couple of times, because it's like, oh, damn, I'm just another speck on the windshield of someone's life, and the windscreen wiper is just going to wipe me off as soon as we say bye, and like, I'm gonna fly off into the wind and probably get squished into the windscreen of someone else's life. It's the truth, though, because humans just don't have the mental capacity to be obsessed with one person all the time, and that would be unhealthy in any case. I don't know if I have anything else to say about this. It's weird. It's only been 10 minutes. I personally find shyness endearing. Let me just say that. I feel like it's an underrated quality in humanity this, in this day and age, but I find it endearing. Maybe it's because it reminds me of myself 10 years ago. I don't know. Also, another important thing that I should explain as to why I was so shy is that I have a birthmark on my face. I don't even know if people notice anymore because it's been a long time since anyone's brought it up. I feel like they do, but I'm not too sure. I have a birthmark on the the right cheek of my face, okay? No one said that, sounds so weird, on the right cheek of my face. On my right cheek, I have a birthmark. And when I was in primary school, kids definitely brought it up. It was ammunition, it was ready to use ammunition, already in the cartridge, in the mag, in the pistol, cocked, okay? Anytime I pissed off any of these little imbeciles, They'd be like, dude, you have shit on your face. (laughs) And then instantly win the argument. You get me? It was a quick win for any of those kids. I highly doubt kids are allowed to say stuff like that nowadays. But back when I was in primary school, it was a very different life. They said many things that if they were repeated today, even in jest by me on this podcast, somebody would be coming for my posterior. I am sure of it, so I'm not going to say any of that 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 stuff. It's pretty detestable. I was extremely shy. I had a birthmark on my face. One time in the third grade, this girl came up to me, and this is this is a core moment in my life. It changed a lot of things. It affected my self image for over a decade. Okay, there was this girl I liked in school. Now. I'm going to be nice despite the fact that this this individual negatively impacted my life for a fairly long time. Or you know what? Maybe it wasn't negative. Let's, let's Let's be optimistic about life. I think it was a good thing because it forced me to learn lessons about how it isn't important what people say or think about you, especially in a moment of anger. You need to be able to let that go. You see what I mean? I wrapped it up all nice in a nice little bow with a pretty little moral on top. This girl came up to me and she said, and bear in mind, I had had a crush on her that entire year. She came up to me and she was like, oh my God, why do you have shit on your face? And I was like, oh God, (laughs) bye, bye everyone. I'm gonna go back home now. And I'm pretty sure I booked it immediately, but it was a pretty bad day. Now, going from having a dream about this girl, literally having an actual dream when I was asleep of her fondling my hair when I was hiding in a bush. (laughs) It's so sad. (laughs) Like, and, and that dream was like the high point of my third grade life. Okay, I woke up like, oh my God, that was amazing. She rubbed my head. That was so sweet. It felt so good. I felt a warmth inside my chest that I've never felt before. To then being asked... If I had doodoo on my face by her. It was a pretty far, pretty long drop. I fell off a high place with that one. Landed on my ass. Didn't feel great. This affected my shyness. And I was already shy. Made me much, much, much more shy. And it wasn't until college, which was... A decade later the third grade is when you're eight so yeah it was it was an actual decade it wasn't until a decade later that i went to college and i realized that girls kind of like me So when i started being able to figure out how to do my hair right and just like not let it just hang over my face like some kind of prepubescent um shut in is when they were like oh you're, you're all right you're cool man got my first kiss when I was 20, I was like, okay, there's hope for me yet, you know? Granted, it was right after I played the guitar, which was, a, a yet again, a catalyst against my shyness. You're not gonna believe it, when I did start playing the guitar, I realized that it would help with this. It was a big part of the reason I started, don't tell my parents. They—they they were so, My mom was so happy, she was like, he's finally picking up an instrument, oh my goodness, I'm so glad. My dad bought me my first electric, and in a couple years, yes, it did help. My first kiss was definitely because of the guitar. I'm pretty sure the girl found me cute anyway, but it was after I played her a song that she was like, okay. Pretty crazy. Anyway, I'm realizing that there's so many points at which this, this coincides, because I began playing the guitar because I felt like it would help me get out of my shell. Which eventually led to me being a performer. I began producing when I was 17 too and it all kind of came together when I was 21, 22. And... Yeah. Anyway. I don't know if this was the most coherent one, but uh, we're in it for the long haul. I appreciate you guys being around. This was episode two of brown boy haircut, bad for that.